the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Five oh seven on the Central Coast. It is uh, Thursday, February fifteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-four. I'm Dave Congleton. In about an hour, David Judson checks in from Texas to talk about the border situation. Doctor Larry Martinez tomorrow makes the case for the bullet train. He may be the only guy in California, but he claims that most Californians agree with him. No show on Monday, but we invite you to listen to a best of Dave. That's a show, Dave. Of course it is. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. Karen Veely is here. By the way, uh, Karen, before we get into the serious stuff, we've been talking about people's names. Why are you Karen? Why am I Karen? Yeah. Why well, do you have that name? My parents named me that. <laughs> yeah, but there's no story behind it? Not really. Uh, what's your middle name? Antoinette. Okay. Really? And that's been the the oldest daughter in the family for generations has been middle name has been Antoinette. That's kind of cool. All right. Let's get serious. This is serious stuff. Uh, Karen has a story that she uh, posted this week, yesterday. Morrow Bay restaurateur facing child pornography weapons charges. Let me read the opening of the article. The owner of Giovanni's Fish Market in Morrow Bay is currently battling six felony charges, including possession of child pornography and possession of adult of assault weapons of assault weapons if convicted on all charges Giovanni de Guillermo faces up to 18 years in prison after discovering child pornography on his computer de Guillermo's former girlfriend took photos of his computer screen and drove the evidence to the Atascadero Police Department according to court records uh, Karen has chosen to refer to the woman just as Jane to protect her privacy. All right, Karen, there's a lot here. What do we know? What we know is, uh, first, um, uh, this, these are he has been arrested, but he has not been convicted yet. Yes, absolutely. But there have been um, allegations and multiple lawsuits by young women suing um the restaurant that he owned and claiming that there's been sexual misconduct and harassment at the restaurant and that it's a culture there. And I have had multiple women tell me they were underage. Morro Bay High School was sending girls over there to get jobs and that they were harassed. Um, Attorney Jeff Solberg had multiple civil cases against them. They were all settled. I don't know how it ended, but every one of the cases was settled. They didn't end up going all the way through. I received a call last summer that um, his girlfriend had found child pornography on um, one of his devices, his computer, at home. And... Then um, I was told that his home was raided in November and that he was arrested. I was working to get more more information and more evidence. I was able to get hold of some of the court records and do a more complete story. But basically, the girlfriend went over to the police department, took some photos from her phone of photos he had on his computer, and 
showed them to the police department. The police looked at it. She said she found two. And then they began doing a little bit of an investigation. Over time, and, and she also explained that she had found this a couple years earlier, um, or in 2022, they had gone to the Channel Islands on a dive trip. And while they were there, they were drinking heavily and looking at dive photos, and she said she came across, according to the um, police reports, came across a photo that appeared to be child porn. At the time, it was explained it might be a prank. It wasn't a big deal. They were drinking. She let it go. After she found these photos and took them to the police department, I believe they separated. Um, I'm not sure what happened to their relationship, but I've heard she no longer lives in the area. Um, Then you have an officer that did a terrific job. It's Officer Greg... Martineau, I think, is his name. Martineau, I believe. Yeah, he tracked the photos and found them from a um, porn site in Albania. And we're not, we're talking young girls. They've said one girl appeared to be eight years old. And then he went and tried to look into if there could be anything else going on. So he contacted the Federal Internet Crimes Against Children data system and asked, do you have any, here's his name, here's his birth date, here's his address, here's his phone number, do you have anything on this person? They came back, we have two report, two cases. They had two different cases that had been reported. One was Facebook. And there was a chat room with some inappropriate pictures, and he was involved in it. And in the report, it showed there were two photos, his Facebook profile photo and a picture of child porn. There was a second case opened, and no one had done anything about it. Even though there were two active cyber tips with reports, no one had moved forward. So at that point... um, if the cyber tips um, came in. The one cyber tip was made in 2019. So, you know, we're in, we're in 2023 and no one followed up on it. 24. Well, it was when they found it in 23. Okay. Fair enough. And then in November, they went to his home in Atascadero. They went to another home he owns in Cambria and another one in Bradley. And they went in and raided the homes. They stopped him in his car and in his car, they, they asked him, they said, you know, we, do you have any, um, we need to get in your locked, we have a warrant. They showed him the warrant, we need to get in your console. And he at first said no, and they said, let us in or we're going to break it. So he let them in with the, unlocked it for them, and inside was an, uh, a weapon that was loaded. He did not have a concealed carry permit. Hmm. Dur- during the raids, they found dozens of guns. And um, three of the guns, two were assault weapons, and one was a short bell or a sawed-off gun. Those are also felony charges. Well, here's what I don't understand. Well, there's a lot I don't understand. But here's something in particular I don't understand. I mean, I understand you, Karen. This went out in November. You needed some time. You take your time on this stuff to uh, verify everything. But uh, Giovanni de Guillermore is one of the more prominent citizens of Morro Bay, that I can think of, and you're innocent until proven guilty. But I would think that if charges have been filed against such a prominent citizen, the DA's office would be like issuing a press statement 
that this would be out in the media, in conversation. And until you broke the story this week, there's been nothing. And and I'm not sure why, but I will tell you, I have heard that there have been mothers and parents that have gone in and said, you know, my my underage daughter was sexually harassed at his business. And they have said, well, it was a he said, she said. Right. So there, there appears to have been years of allegations of misconduct. Yeah, but in this case, there were actual charges filed against him. I think that's news. Yes, it is. And... Here, here's how I look at this, though. I'm a little um, slow to pull the trigger when it's sexual misconduct against someone. Because if you're innocent and it's or it's something you downloaded a 17-year-old picture that looked like she was 20, there, there are... It can destroy a man. This is something that you... That it's very hard to come back for, even if it's not true. But when I read the police reports and discovered the federal reports on the on the that there are already other actions, and then they talked about his search history from his computers, and I can't even say it on the air. Yeah, uh, people can read it in the article. Karen Veely is with us from CalCoastNews.com. A little bit later on this hour, we're going to hear from attorney Jeff Stolberg as we look at Sharon's, uh, Karen's exclusive story about uh, Giovanni de Guillermo. There's, uh, it's just sad on every level. A lot to unpack. Stay with us. We're live. We're local. This is KVEC. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show, in conversation with Karen Veely from CalCoast News. CalCoastNews.com remains the investigative reporting website for the Central Coast. I repeat the opening paragraph of her newest story. The owner of Giovanni's Fish Market in Morro Bay is currently battling six felony charges, including possession of child pornography and possession of assault weapons. If convicted on all charges... Giovanni de Guillermo faces up to 18 years in prison. Where do we go next with the story, Karen? What are you looking for? Right now, I am uh, wanting to talk to different young women in the area who claim they were, um, they believe they were sexually harassed at the restaurant. I've had two women call me in the last two days. So if you have had an incident or you have information about this, please give me a call, 805-234-1703. What's also happening is he has he's going to be going to court on, um, he's having a pre-preliminary hearing um, on March 5th. Okay, hold that thought. At this point, let me bring in hometown attorney Jeff Stolberg into the conversation. Jeff, good afternoon. Hey, Dave. Hey, Karen. How you doing? We're hey, good. Jeff. Congrats. Thanks for joining us. I want to be very careful here, Jeff. I know that you're in a legal situation. So let me throw you the ball and let you kind of react and re- talk about what you feel comfortable saying in reaction to this news, please. Well, I don't want to talk about the old cases, but, you know, this is a teachable moment for everybody because one thing that drove me nuts uh, after the cases I had before is that the local schools didn't do anything to develop a protocol, a set of rules for kids going to work and take their first job in local businesses. And 
if there's one thing that I'd like to use my bully pulpit for a bit here on your show is that when we're sending our young people at 14, 15, 16 to do their first jobs for work experience credit or to earn a couple extra bucks or just learn about how to keep a budget or how the world works, they should be given some training about what kind of conduct to expect in the workplace and what's not okay and businesses that are being allowed to hire kids that are, you know, 14, 15, 16, you know, 17 years old, the expectations that the school has for signing off and giving them permits to work there up to 20 hours a week. Uh, And uh, so what this tells us, and then, you know, ultimately he's charged with criminal offenses that that actually, until I heard about Karen's article and she called me, I was unaware of it. Usually serious felonies, and I looked on Odyssey, and he's charged with six serious felonies, would be something you'd hear about in the paper. For some reason, it seemed to have slipped under the wire. Yeah. But uh, it, he'll either be convicted or acquitted on you know on the charges, or they'll be resolved some way. That's really not the point for the discussion now, but I think what we can learn from this is that when there's smoke, I think one of the commenters on Karen's article said, when there's smoke, you know, there's there's fire, and and in this case, it would have at least it should have at least put somebody on notice to say, okay, is this really a place where we want to be encouraging kids to go work? And so, uh, forget about Giovanni. Think about every kid going to work at every small business in in a town here in the county, and uh, we ought to have some sort of protocols to make sure that that. that you know, I don't have to go sue people to get rights for 14 and 15 and 16 year old kids. Yeah. Karen? I absolutely agree. The biggest issue here is that the Morro Bay High School was providing permits and recommending children to go over and work for a business that the media had already shown he had been in trouble. He had had multiple sexual harassment lawsuits against the business. And regardless, they kept having children go over. And you are right. I I spoke to one young woman, and she said she worked there for three years. And then she actually felt bad. She said, I should have known better. No, when you're a young person and your school is giving you a permit to go somewhere, and this is your first job, you 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 don't have the experience to realize they cannot treat you this way. Yeah. Jeff, what else do you feel comfortable saying? Well, I, I think what I what I feel comfortable saying is that uh, parents and people in the community, uh, you know, ought to be really attuned to how things are going with their kids. And you know, and if you hear something, uh, you know, take it seriously. I got to really, I got to give kudos to the Atascadero Police Department and the Sheriff's Department here because. You know, it's really easy to say, oh, guys, look at the Internet all the time and, you know, surf and who knows what you find on there. But um, in this particular case, it seems like the detective in the Tascadero Police Department, uh, you know, was concerned enough about it. I don't know what he actually saw. Nobody really knows what the images were that he actually looked on on an international database for uh, people sort of traffic in the uh, or 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 interested in or support the idea of exploitation of juveniles, you know, for sexual purposes, whether the site's in Albania or not, or, or someplace else, if somebody is sharing those on social media around here, it encourages it, you know, rather than discourages it. And so, you know, I, 
I know that you know my kids are in their twenties now, but you know I was shocked at some of the stuff that they had access to on the internet when they were you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and you know, and so kids aren't prudes these days. And if, I think if your if your kid tells you they feel uncomfortable at work, you know you really as a parent ought to be asking some questions. And also one other thing I want to say is that you know if everybody needs to be held accountable equally, if I commit a crime, I need to be held to the same standard as everybody else, even though I'm on your show and I advertise and I've been, you know, and I've done different things. It has to be equal across the board. And be, and if a family is a legacy family or has a long, venerable reputation, that shouldn't be any kind of immunity to, uh, uh, to conduct that, you know, would shock the sensibilities of any reasonable person. And, uh, and the other part of that too, is that I know, from calls that, or that what Karen has told me, an experience that I've had, is that when I was involved in those cases for the juveniles in Morro Bay, the parents of those kids got grief from people in the community because their kids were pursuing this, and uh, and I was you know shunned by a number of people for a fairly significant period of time. And uh, uh, oh, you know, he's just a plaintiff's attorney. You know, he deserves whatever, and we get desensitized to it. The final thing I'll say is, you know, when you hear somebody like one of our supervisors, like Debbie Arnold making blanket statements that the trial lawyers are, are ruining local business, you know, that blanket statement looks really dumb in the face of a situation like this. Because if nobody shines a light on this and is willing to put their own paycheck and risk their own money and their own time, uh, to bring stuff like this forward, whether it's this case or any other one, we are not going to have a free society. And so, you know, I, I say to the people out there in the community, if you're in a courtroom and you're uh, privileged enough to get on a jury and somebody's there saying this person was wrong, at least give it a fair hearing before you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, because the jury system is the last bastion of freedom in this country that levels the field for everybody. Here, here. Jeff Stolberg, thank you so much for joining us. Keep up the great work. We appreciate your time. 45 seconds to the break, but I want to underscore, because he can't say it, Jeff Stolberg was dragged through the mud by some people for going and representing these waitresses. Absolutely, and he even had a boat sunk at that time. Yeah. He had threatening phone calls. His boat was sunk. His boat was sunk. Right after he came on board to represent these young women, somebody and the police said it was arson. And Yes, but the police also, they had parents go to them, and the Morro Bay Police Department never did charges. All right, we're talking about the uh, fish market in Morro Bay, where allegedly it's not just the fish that are fresh. We got news and traffic and weather. More of your phone calls for Karen Veely. I'd stick around. All right, let me issue a disclaimer here. If you're listening with young people, I invite you to uh, flip to another station. Keep it here at American General Media. But we have some uh, graphic things that we want to bring into this conversation with Karen Veeley. A story that she broke yesterday, the owner of Giovanni's Fish Market in Morro Bay, 
the place is an institution, right? We all know Giovanni's. Is currently battling six felony charges, including possession of child pornography and possession of assault weapons. If convicted on all charges, Giovanni D. Garamore faces up to 18 years in prison. And you were telling me when you got here, Karen, this is all over social media. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's gone viral on Nextdoor. On, it, it's absolutely out there. So, and I, wait, can I say one sure, thing? Sure, sure. Yes, restaurateur looks like it's spelled incorrectly. I probably had 20 people call me to tell me I spelled it incorrectly. I'm not the best speller, so I actually looked this up, and then I looked it up again to make sure there is no N in restaurateur. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, um, without getting into too much, we know some of this because of his. he left a, a, a Google trail. Yes, law enforcement went through his, they, they raided all three homes, and they went through and looked for his search history. And they found dozens of times he searched for things that appeared to be inappropriate. Half of these I can't even say. But things like jailbait forum, tween girls, crying rough teen sex, things that are a little bit, I I don't think the average person is looking that up if they want to look at porn online. What's the status of the civil cases? And was Jeff Stolberg the uh, attorney in all these cases? Yes, I think there were were four four cases. They all settled. um, And they were, um, let me, let me, they were pretty um, explicit with unwelcome sexual conduct at the restaurant. And most of the time it wasn't by him, but he, the argument that was that he said it's a he said, she said, and didn't help it. And when the young women call me, it's that's the complaint. The, um, the, the manager, the supervisors were drunk. They were saying inappropriate things to them. There's allegations of grabbing body parts and a kind of a culture of mistreatment of young girls. So how do the parents feel now? Uh, I mean, the cases have been settled. Are they satisfied or are they what's her what's her mood? Most of the people I'm talking to currently, they did not sue. I'm talking to people who were hired there when they were underage and most are overage. And they believe, I, I had a young woman today tell me she thinks more than 100 girls have, you know, were victimized in that restaurant. And again, Morro Bay High School and even Los Osos Junior School, children are getting permits to work there. Hmm. Uh, quoting from the article, in the three prior cases and a fourth case related to an adult woman, Giovanni's Fish Market entered into private settlement agreements with the plaintiffs. Yes. And he is clearly financially very successful. Uh, he's got he, three houses, I guess. And they're not rented out. They're three houses. I think he has more. He has a private jet. He has, or he did. I don't know if he still does. They found bags of uh, a bag of cash in one of the safes. There, there is clearly um, um, the financial ability to settle and not have it go to court. Here's a comment on your article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but let me read part of this. Uh, One of your readers writes, Having known Giovanni personally for nearly 20 years, 
The person described in this report seems unrecognizable. Giovanni has been a pillar in the community known for his generosity, integrity, and the positive impact of his business. It's essential to question and critically examine the nature of the evidence against him, especially in cases involving digital content where misinterpretation and wrongful attribution can easily occur. The seriousness of the charges cannot be understated, nor can the potential for digital evidence to be manipulated or taken out of context. In my years of knowing Giovanni, he has consistently shown himself to be a person of good moral standing, making these allegations profoundly out of character. How do you respond to that? Well, the the issue is you had more than... I've heard six different people have come forward and wanted to sue him because of the alleged sexual harassment at the restaurant there has um there's also a past criminal history um that he has and let me let me read some of these things sure and what is what has happened is the slow county district attorney's office they filed a notice they want to use evidence code 1108 and that allows um prosecutors to bring back other allegations of sexual misconduct, which I think would be the civil cases. and um, But there's also, here are some arrests he had, and most of these are at least 15 years old. His criminal history includes charges of willful cruelty to a child, terrorist threats, false imprisonment, drunk driving, and three counts of battery. Let's take a call. We've got Alan in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, yeah, Alan. Hi, Dave. Hi, Karen. Hi. When you mentioned about international um, porn sites and all that, I'm just wondering if this becomes a federal matter. Can you get the FBI in as well in terms of prosecution? Good question. I think they do, but I don't think, I think when they, they get more into that is when the person is providing porn to those sites. It doesn't appear that he made any of the porn. It appears that he was going to other countries to get the porn. Ah. But the other report was from Facebook. Facebook said he was in a chat room, and they did a cyber tip to the feds and provided two photos. Again, his his profile photo and a photo of child porn. Well, whatever can be done to get this done right, that's what I say. Yeah, I agree, Alan. Thanks for checking in. And... Um, in response to the guy who posted on your article, uh, Mr. DeGuillermo is innocent until proven guilty. He's entitled to his day of court. Uh, we're just making people aware of the allegations. But we all know examples of a man or a woman who is a pillar of the community, who is in Sunday school every Sunday and is father of the year and parent of the year. And then they snap and they're doing child porn or whatever, and people are like, oh, he, I had no idea. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> and, and Giovanni is a very handsome man. I've heard, I, I've never met him, but I heard he's very personable. People do like him. Yeah. That's absolutely, but then when I talk to the employees, and one after another says, I went to him and told him, and I lost my job, and, and some said they were afraid to go say anything because people would be terminated about complaining about mistreatment. I need to make a correction here. I stated earlier in the hour that when Jeff Stolberg lost his boat, it was because of arson. Jeff has asked me to clarify. I'm quoting Mr. Stolberg directly. 
Uh, experienced arson, excuse me, experienced investigators said my boat was scuttled by someone who knew how to scuttle a boat, make it look like an accident, and hide the cause from all but the most careful scrutiny. So let me rephrase that. It wasn't arson, but it was intentional. Yes, and and he also had threats before this, and then that happened to his boat, and from what I recollect, he actually went and stayed somewhere else. There, He was threatened, and his boat was scuttled, and he went and stayed in a hotel for a while. So uh, I know I'm biased because uh, he's my friend, and he's also a sponsor, but if you want to talk about the accused as a pillar of the community, I would say if you want to look for a true pillar of the community, you look for Jeff Stolberg. And he has helped multiple people when they've had serious lawsuits. I remember the dancing star. I wrote those stories. They asked for an attorney, um, gave him Jeff's name. They said he helped them out. Terrific. And I hope that the people who ignored or abused Jeff verbally because of him stepping forward to represent these young women will apologize in due time to him. We'll come back for a final segment with Karen Veely. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. We haven't tried to exclude you from the conversation. If you want in, we would need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. As we talk about uh, a series of six felony charges, Karen V. Six felony charges. All right. Um, does this Mr. DeGuermore have an attorney? Let me guess. Elon Funky Baloo. Yes. And, 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 ding, ding, ding. and both of us, we have, we have both said... If we were in this kind of trouble, we would be probably calling Elon no, Funky Blue ourselves. Absolutely. He, he's, the, he's the call I would make. So he's got a good attorney. He's got a very good attorney. And in, I, I, I always find it odd when somebody is mad at an, at an attorney because he is doing his job and giving someone a defense. But Elon is very good, and I've noticed that juries just love him. I watched one case where Elon would talk and the jurors would move forward, and then the DA would talk and then sit back and kind of frown at him. And I thought, oh, he has this case, and he did win it. But there is a chance it wouldn't go to trial. They could settle, make a deal. They could settle on this. But they, these are pretty serious charges. They're very serious charges. That's why we're talking about it now. And I know you're not an attorney, but it makes me wonder whether or not if any of these charges, if he ends up being convicted, does this reopen the civil charges against him? Does being convicted of having child pornography give any credence to sexual harassment? Or is that a stretch? I, I, they're done. They've been settled. Okay. Once you settled, they're done. But here's the thing. Again, they've asked to use the evidence code of past sexual misconduct. What I'm seeing in his past criminal history, it does not include sexual misconduct. So I, the 1108 makes me think that they are going to bring the civil cases I'm up. sorry, the 1108. Uh, evidence Code 1108 allows, um, when they're trying to get a conviction, for them to bring up past history of sexual misconduct. It's uh, Evidence Code 1108. This reminds me in some way of the case uh, last year about the two guys. One had the barber shop in Atascadero, and the other had the coffee shop in downtown. 
and they were accused of sexual harassment. Yes, and, and remember how it always goes. They always claim it's not true at first. It's, it's typically, um, it, it typically runs a certain path, but I do believe, believe there are incidents where people get accused of this type of thing where they're absolutely not guilty. So we have to let the legal system play itself out. Uh, reading from your article, uh, officers arrested D. Guillermo, who's 50, last November 14th, on charges of possession of pornography, showing a child engaged in and simulating sexual conduct, driving with a concealed firearm, possession of a short-barreled shotgun, and three charges of possession of an assault weapon. After D. Garamore posted a $200,000 bail, he was released from jail. Yes, and I, I was really surprised that the different penalties... But having the assault weapons is a is an up to five years in uh, prison sentence on each case. Uh, also, quoting the article, you mentioned you just mentioned eleven oh eight. San Luis Obispo County District Attorney's Office filed a notice. They plan to use evidence code eleven oh eight in the case, which allows prosecutors to bring in evidence of the defendant's past sexual misconduct. The Garamore's criminal history includes charges for willful cruelty to a child terrorist threats, false imprisonment, drunk driving, and three counts of battery. I wonder if Don knew this when he posted the Pillar of Community comment. I don't know. It was in the story, so he probably read it. But I, I, again, I want to say these older charges are probably all um, you know, uh, more than uh, 15, 25 years old. Hmm. So these are not recent things that have happened. Uh, November 14th, officers served search warrants on the primary residence on San Marcos Road in Tascadero. Did the girlfriend come to you or did you go to her? I, I received a call and the person that called me at first said they were the girlfriend and they were talking. They, I asked a question and they said, let me ask. And they, they then said, I'm a friend of the girlfriend, but I was called in July. I didn't go to that. They called me. I was called in the summer and I was called in November. All right. So what can you tell us about the conversations with this woman? I The conversations then were different. I mean, was she concerned? Was she angry? I think it was more angry. I think it was very angry. You know, this is someone that uh, thought that they, you know, I think they dated for, I, I think it was three years. And I think they were very angry. But I respect, I respect the fact that they went forward and took this because it takes people to go forward, especially when you have someone that this is, is so beloved in the community. I think it's very, very important that they come forward and bring it out. And I have been looking on social media. There are many people praising the former girlfriend for coming forward. Yeah, what kind of reaction? I may ask Jeff, I'll ask you, what kind of reaction are you getting? Are you getting people calling you and saying, how dare you publish this trash? And what are you doing to this guy? Most of the people that have called me have called to say there have been allegations like this for more than a decade. But not of child porn, but of of some misconduct. I had one, um, one uh, female call me today very angry at me and she said you became very descriptive in here and you used some curse words 
and I did not describe the photos at all, and I have some descriptions. I didn't use the descriptors. The only descriptors I did was his search history, because I think that's important in the community to know, especially especially when the high school's been sending people over there on work permits. Susan texts in with a question on the Stolberg line. Hey, Susan, what was the charge of willful cruelty to a child about? Is that a public record? Thank you, Karen, for your courage to pursue this story. I did not try to pull that up, but I think that was uh, probably like maybe late 90s, and I'm not sure what it was, and... um, I I don't know if I could even get my hands on it at this point. Uh, You have a person on your uh, article. Uh, This this isn't the same Giovanni de Guillermo who passed the sheriff's rigorous background check for a cannabis project in North County, is it? It is. (laughs) He did. um, I had, uh, and I and I don't know what happened. I had a lot of people that were in the cannabis business that were concerned. Um, I think he's a, a cousin of Lisa Brogover. They, they were trying to put a project together, and they were approved. Here is Karen in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Karen. Well, yeah, this sounds kind of like it, it could be maybe like a spurned girlfriend. Like maybe she, he broke up with her, and she could have put all that stuff on his phone and computer and then went to the police to set him up. Is that a possibility? Well, they, there's always a possibility on things, but part of the problem is it goes back uh, years years ago with um, him getting a report from Facebook. And you have your investigator who traced the porn to the site in Albania. It, well, chase it to the point, but I mean, there, there, somebody could always try to set somebody up. But the bigger issue is, um, there was there, you know, it's search history on multiple devices, and um, it'll all come out in court. But there's always a possibility. Yeah, Karen. Okay. Well, th- well, thank you. All right, you're welcome. You know, there, there's always a possibility that things happen, but um, I. I do you think it went back? You know, they. I, it appears they broke up last year in July 2023. Would it? Um, and they, when you look at the federal report, that goes back to 2019. I don't think they were dating then. Again, you're innocent until proven guilty. But this is not some woman who's come to Karen Veely and made these charges, and Karen has um, printed a story. This is a story based on the district attorney filing six felony charges against the gentleman as not just child porn for this caller's theory to be true. The ex-girlfriend would have had to plant the guns. See where I'm going? And and when he was found, with, when he was pulled over with a to be searched in his car... He knew that that gun was in there. He told the officer there's a gun in the console. He was aware the gun was in the console. And, you know, they may say, well, I didn't know you couldn't have a loaded gun in your car. I, you know, I think the child pornography stuff is more damning. It's the most damning. And, again, especially with this long history of yeah, underage girls coming forward claiming they were sexually harassed at the business. 
I don't know, Karen Veely. I got about a minute left. Anything I shouldn't have asked you or should have asked you that I haven't asked you? Have we covered this? No, I, the main the main important thing here is a lot of you know when people are arrested, it's always not as important. But there have been for more than a decade. Morrow Bay High School and Los Osos Junior School have been providing work permits to t- underage girls to go over and work at a business where you may have, you've had multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Are they still doing that? I called back when I did the civil cases, and it appeared they were still doing it then. I have a feeling they're not doing it anymore. Hmm. Craig, let me bring you in at the last minute. I'm sorry, but you're a parent. You're hearing this. You've got kids. Yeah, it's very interesting that how there were these allegations and uh, legal issues in the past, and that did not uh, keep him from being able to still host high school students, uh, you know, even to this day. And the thing is, they were settled before they ever went to court. And anyone that went to the police department, the police never filed charges. Sounds like someone uh, was asleep at the wheel. All right, Karen Vili, uh, good job. Final thoughts. I think it's very, uh, people that report, if they find child porn on a computer or find allegations of misconduct, I respect the former girlfriend for taking it to the police department and helping bring this forward. And let's see what Elon Funky Blue does. Let's see what the court and what the jury decides. But we want people to know the allegations have been made and that our district attorney has moved on this. And we know about this because of the reporting of Karen Veely. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, Karen. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. David Judson reports from Texas next. What's happening at the border? Stick around. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.